Welcome to Mouseliness, where we will discuss everything Disney from the parks to the movies and everything in between, and with a Disney recipe every week. This week we are talking about Pirates of the Caribbean. Is it Caribbean or Caribbean? Yes. Either way is correct. I say Caribbean. To be far. To be far. I say Caribbean. Caribbean, Caribbean. Because it depends on what context I'm using it in. Because I have a tendency to say Caribbean islands, but I say Caribbean, like Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah so do I. Caribbean Beach Resort. Yeah. Caribbean Beach Resort. So it well, really... Pirates of the, uh, the Caribbean just sound weird. It, it depends on the, yeah. the, the situation. Potato, potato. Tomato, tomato. And now the news. <laughs> All right. So some news regarding Mickey's Runaway Railway. What's going on is that they've opted to use FastPass Plus instead of virtual queue boarding groups that are currently being used at Rise of the Resistance. A traditional standby queue will be available as well. With the addition of Runaway Railway to FastPass Plus, the selection of groups at Disney's Hollywood Studios are now. You have one selection, either the Millennium Falcon, Smuggler's Run, Slinky Dog Dash, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railways, and then you have two selections, Toy Story Mania, Alien Swirling Saucers, Rock and Roller Coaster Starring Aerosmith, The Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, or Fantasmic. I am kind of excited that Toy Story Ta- Toy Story Midway Mania is now a group two and not a group one. I was just saying that, oh, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> it used to be tier one. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, oh. they're trying to even it out a bit. Yeah, poor Toy Story Mania. I'm, I'm happy because now I can try to book uh, Minnie's, Minnie, Mickey and Minnie and then get on Toy Story Mania. I can I can honestly skip Slinky Dog. I haven't been yeah, on it yet. <laughs> it's already been downgraded. <laughs> but Minnie, you've been on Mania. No, no she's talking about um, Slinky Dog. I've never hey. been to Toy Story Land. No, we're just talking about the attraction Toy Story Midway Mania, though. It's the same uh... attraction. <laughs> I think she confused herself. Yeah. <laughs> My eyes are watering. I can't see. Okay, that's what it is. That's, there was no reading involved with that, but we're going to blame your eyes. The Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin Food and Wine Classic returns for its 11th year on Friday, November 6th and Saturday, November 7th. Overnight packages and tickets are available on sale now at foodandwineclassic.com. And this is basically a street party festival with unlimited tastings of culinary selections from the hotel's award-winning restaurants, wine samplings from around the world, and a selection of other beverages with a festival backdrop and live entertainment. And there's a couple different themed areas. You have hands-on seminars with the hotel chefs and certified beverages. Package options, which include a pair of tickets to enjoy unlimited tastings, a one or two night hotel stay, start at $548 for one night or $1,045 for two nights. Advanced purchase event only tickets are $155 per person, inclusive of tax and service fees. Overnight packages can be booked by 888-828-8850, and the menus have not been announced yet. I know they have a beer garden there every year. Uh, this is going to be hellacious that weekend. This race weekend. That's wine and dine race weekend. Yikes. <laughs> so... Expect very large crowds for that first weekend in November. Yep. And a lot of runners do stay at Swan and Dolphin. 
A lot of run, yeah, if it's not, I mean, this was the hardest because I recently decided that I'm going to run the five and the ten and a half for wine and dine. So, trying to find a room, and it's usually pretty easy because we just passed that seven month window. All the studios are already gone, so it, it's going to be tight. And it's one of the last weekends for Epcot Food and Wine, too. Well, it'll definitely be one of the last, if not, uh, probably the following weekend's the last weekend. Yeah, I'm hoping they'll the, the be the weekend that will be there. Because it, it's the, the half, that wine and dine half marathon is always done during food and wine. Yeah. I think I think last year it went to November 14th or something like that, right? I think it went to the Monday. I don't remember. I just want to see some Christmas decorations. Operating hours for the first two weeks of March 2020 have been extended at Disney's Hollywood Studios. From March 1st to the 14th, now sees the park opening at 8 a.m. and hour extensions from their previous posted at 9 a.m. You can see the updated operating hours on the Walt Disney World calendar. Disney moved to early openings at the studios alongside the opening of Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, which continues to use virtual queue boarding groups, which reach capacity very quickly at the park opening. Yeah. Yes. And they, <laughs> I think they even just recently lowered the number of boarding groups for the day. I don't know about lowering the boarding groups, but I did have some experience with this where park official open was at seven so you're as long as you're in the park by park official open you're good that being said you have to get on that app like it's nobody's business because you can be standing in a group and you're, the whole group can be hitting the button at the same time and every group every person in that little area is getting a different boarding number from we had numbers ranging from 14 all the way up to, I want to say, 70-something, with all sorts of numbers in between. I heard a trick. I don't know how true it is because I wasn't there, but I heard a trick that if you get off the park Wi-Fi, it's easier to get a boarding Do not get off. I would not suggest getting off the park Wi-Fi because it needs to pinpoint your location. And so That's what I was thinking because it, you have to be in the park in order to get Correct. even so, chosen for a... Mm -hmm. I so never I mean, use park Wi-Fi. I, I mean, you might be all right as long as you have location services on your phone, but they can pinpoint you better yeah. the more services you have active. They, so if you have Wi-Fi, if you have Bluetooth, and you have your regular phone internet, they can triangulate you, triangulate you better. Because I've also heard of people who are standing in the park and not showing that they were able to get in because it wasn't triangulating properly. Yeah, that would suck. The reservations will open later this year for the new Star Wars multi-day vacation experience, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Woot! No specifics were announced yet, but Galactic Star Cruiser will open in 2021, following reservations beginning later this year. Save your money! <laughs> yeah, because I definitely want to do it. Yeah, and I don't, I'm just trying to find food and wine dates okay. to solidify that down. I can't find them yet. Yeah, I don't think they've been announced for this year, but check what they were for last year. Well, last year it all depends on when the weekends fall because we have Leap Day this yeah. year, so everything's all jacked up. While you're doing that, I'll continue this last little bit. Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser is a completely new type of experience, says Anne Morrow Johnson, executive producer for Walt Disney Imagineering. You're going to live on board a Star Cruiser and get wrapped up in the larger Star Wars story. So it's a wholly immersive experience. As far into it as you want to go, because I heard there's costumes that you could buy and... Of course. 
of course, we're going to do the whole, what did we do? We're going to go the whole nine yards because we like to do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we go to Ren Fairs and dress up as pirates. So, <laughs> Speaking of pirates, in case you had noticed, we're talking about pirates. Is <laughs> the attraction, not the movie. Even though I can go on and on about the movies. Yeah. Of those movies. We should probably do that. We should, considering there's a petition going around for the movie. You hear about that? No. I heard a rumor that Zac Efron was supposed to be the new Jack Sparrow. Yes. Who wants to start us off? Kate, you want to start us off? I just pulled some information from online and some fun facts at the end. But to start off, the classic Disney ride first opened at Disneyland on March 18th, 1967. Everybody knows it's a boat ride, but the idea first came about sometime in the 1950s. The attraction was supposed to be a walkthrough wax museum. I don't know why I forgot that. I don't know why I forgot that. It's All on- the original ones are supposed to yeah. be. It feels like Haunted Mansion was a wax museum at one point, too. If you watch Imagineering on Disney+, Plus, they go through this part. It's yes. kind of cool, and I'm kind of glad they didn't do it. Well, Dude, really we have a wax museum in downtown Harper's Ferry. Dude. One of them moves. A lot of that is, a lot of uh, wax museums, they do every now and then, will pop a live person in there just to scare people. But this one actually moved, she's saying. Well, yeah, one of them was laying down and it like breathed. His stomach went in and out and we didn't know it was going to move and we screamed. (laughs) You scream? No. Yes. Never. I don't believe it. Hey, look, there's a pigeon, Kate. (laughs) (laughs) There's a one foot long um, plastic butterfly, Kate. (laughs) (laughs) Kid, is that a spider coming from the ceiling? Anyways! <laughs> and Pirates of the Caribbean was the last ride Walt Disney himself actually oversaw and worked on before his death in December of 1966. In fact, Imagineers rigged up a chair to a dolly and pushed Walt through the attraction at the same speed a boat would travel through the attraction. Unfortunately, his death came three months before the boat was finished, so he never saw the final product. Jump. Imagineers usually do that kind of thing though before they actually yeah like actually put the live cars on. Yeah, it's they showed that in the Imagineering sense. special. Yeah, some of the many talented and creative Imagineers that worked on this was of course Mark Davis, Xavier Atencio, Claude Coates, Yale Gracie, Blaine Gibson, and so many more that we could be here just for the length of the podcast talking about how many people actually worked on this. X who wrote the lyrics for. One of my favorites, a grim grinning ghost of Haunted Mansion, also wrote the lyrics for the memorable Yoko Yoko, A Pirate's Life for Me. So today you can visit almost any Disney park in the world and find a Pirates of the Caribbean boat ride. Magic Kingdom's Pirates attraction in Adventureland opened on December 15, 1973. Tokyo Disneyland opened its own on April 15, 1983. Disneyland Paris decided to open the doors for its own Pirates of the Caribbean on April April 12, 1992. Whoa, my tongue's getting a little tied. Three dates. (laughs) Fans love the mix of adventure and fantasy the attraction offers, and now you can revisit the story through the films inspired by the attraction. There have been other modifications to the ride throughout the years. For instance, Pirates used to chase women in an endless circle in one of the scenes, but the Imagineers later reversed the direction so that the women now chase the pirates. And then in 2018, we all know that they added red. They ruined it. Boo. Yes. Hiss. And now she auctions... Cocks. Oh, chickens. (laughs) 
Yeah, I forget the exact date when they added Johnny Depp to it. Yeah, that was uh That was a while ago. A while ago. Yeah. But that was one of the definite but updates. Dirty Foot is still there. Yes, Dirty Foot. Dirty Foot never leaves. Dirty Foot never leaves. And now we have some Pirates of the Caribbean fun facts. During the ride's battle scene between the pirate ship and the town's fortress, you'll hear cannonballs whizzing over your head and dropping in the water. Using real cannonballs is obviously pretty dangerous. That's the illusion creating by moving cannons, flashes of light, and blasts from beneath the waves. And they've spruced those up over the years, too, because now you actually get wet from some of them. I don't know if they spruced it up or just turned them up higher. Maybe they just cleaned them and... Yeah, now it's like... The water shooting out harder. But everybody else knows the major scene with the town in the flames, and this effect is just is created just by using a bunch of different cloths, fans, and lights. And they also have the smell that's pumping the burning wood smell, like Rome burning and spaceship burn. Mm-hmm. Now, a fun fact about this is that, the, as the story goes, the, Anima, the Anaheim fire chief feared that people wouldn't be able to tell the difference between the fake fire effect and a real fire, so we actually asked Disney to install an automatic shutoff in case of an actual fire. Rumor goes is that the um, fire chief was actually walking through before and actually wanted them not to open the ride in the state that it was in because the fire would they, he felt was way too realistic, and if there ever was a fire, they wouldn't be able to tell which is the real fire and which is the fake fire. Hmm. Usually fake fire gives off a little, real fire gives off a little smoke. That's how I would get that. Yeah. <laughs> just a little just bit. Especially indoors. Just a little <laughs> you know, just, just a little bit of smoke. There are over 120 audio animatronics on the Pirates ride. This is a mixture of both human and animal. So there is a rumor in the Anaheim Disneyland one that some of the bones in the attraction are real. All right. So I'm going to take this one a little bit. Yeah. Because the notes that I found... Of course, the attraction was built in 1967 in California, which we already discussed. But allegedly, the design team was disappointed by the unconvincing appearance of some of the fake skeletons that they currently was on the market at the time. And this is all according to former Disney producer Jason Sorrell. And this is also from an article on Atlas Obscura. So what I, from what the, the rest of the rumor goes, so the team sought help from their friends at the UCLA Medical Center and obtained a bunch of human skeletons. The human skeletons were reportedly replaced with fake ones as prop technology improved. However, many recent employees of the parks are not so sure. So at this point, this might be a true. It might be a rumor. I always thought it was true. I always thought it was true as well. I also heard they replaced them all at this point. So, yeah, I heard they replaced them. All right. So, of course, both Disneyland and Magic Kingdom Pirates of the Caribbean went through renovations in 2006, which we basically, we briefly discussed about the inclusion of Johnny Depp, and this was after the release of Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest. So there's your answer, Kate. It was 2006 when they put, put him in. I guess I, I should have read what I copy and pasted into a document. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, they also put Barbos <laughs> in. Yes. Yes. Is it me? <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> in 2012, mermaids were added to the grotto area of the Magic Kingdom Pirates ride. You could easily see the mermaid skeleton on the shore, but it's harder to catch the one swimming port side in the water. This effect is no longer there. Yeah. And when it was this, there, it worked. It was cool. I really enjoyed it. But the splash, you, basically what would happen, there'd be lights and kind of splashing noises 
on either side of the boat that you were traveling through. I also want to say they used to have the, um, for lack of a better word, cage that they used during the movie or like a prop cage yeah. where they kept the mermaid in. And then the mermaid skeleton was kind of off center to that cage. I want to say the mermaid's gone too. The mermaid skeleton is gone. No, I think the mermaid skeleton is still there. I don't remember. I know the cage is gone. The cage is gone. The lighting effects in the water are gone, and they don't play the mermaid song. Anymore. Yes, the siren song. Yeah. So the film characters added to the ride are all voiced by the original actors. Some of the ride's original audio animatronics are voiced by Paul Fries, who you might recognize as being the ghost host from The Haunted Mansion. Yes. I want to say um, X is also a voice in there as well. I want to say you're right. Another one of the myths that is missing from this particular list, for some reason, is Johnny Depp in the actual attraction. In Disneyland. Yes, he never came to Disney World and did this, but the rumor goes, and it's partially true, that he used to sneak into Pirates of the Caribbean ride and at times either replace his animatronic figure there were times where he was rumored to be in the jail scene as an additional pirate. Um, he's also allegedly stood in for cap for cast members dressed as Captain Jack Sparrow during the um, Pirates Academy. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that's something he would do. I know. I know. There's been video of him being on the ride. Yes. But I could see him using because that was one of his most favorite characters to do. So I could see him milking it for. I would. I mean, if it was something I really enjoyed doing, I would I would do it. But I just don't know. Like, some of them are so good, you can tell. Like, it, it makes you second-guess, at least the ones that we've seen. And then some of them are just so bad. Like, the one we saw during Mickey's Halloween party in Disneyland, he was yeah, awful. He was really bad. The other one that I really remember being super bad was the cruise ship one. Yes. <laughs> they were taller than I am. And... Johnny Depp's not taller than me. It's not even the height issue. It's just like they were a little yeah, too skinny. It was their just, mannerisms were, weren't right. The voice was a little off. But you, I mean, for a face character, what they do with him is pretty awesome. Yeah. Oh, okay. If anybody that has not heard about the whole George the Ghost thing at Pirates, rumor is that it's it's either an old cast member that passed away or a construction worker that passed away building a ride, but. The ride is allegedly haunted by somebody named George. And if the cast members don't say good morning to him every morning or good night to him at night, he breaks the ride down throughout the day. Now, I want to say I did do some research on this particular rumor. There is no record of somebody actually getting hurt or killed in the construction of this attraction on either coast. Or a cast member dying on the attraction. However... We have spoken to cast members that have worked this ride. And they, I don't know if it's suggestive, believing, or whatever you want to call it, but they do report strange things happening on Pirates of the Caribbean if they do not, they do not say good morning and good night to George. So take it with a grain of salt, believe what you will, but I like to think that George is real. So every time we go on the ride, we say hi to George. We do. What do you think of it, Kate? I believe in that kind of stuff. Marsh makes fun of me. When doesn't Marsh make fun of me? We should put up a poll <laughs> for this week to see how many people believe in George. I, okay. I, I like that. I like that idea. I really like that idea, actually. Did you have any more stories? Or um, 
What's that? Just the ones that, like, the common cold ones. So, I mean, I can ask a quick question. We've all seen, I mean, the one that we didn't mention was Shanghai, the one that they just built. I mean, we've only been on the two. So we, I can only speak for the one in Disneyland and Disney World. But out of all of them, which one would you want to go on the most and why? That we've already been on? That you haven't been on yet. So you have Paris. Oh, Shanghai. <laughs> even though you won't be able to understand a word of it. Oh, you don't need to. It looks, effects, it looks amazing. Crazy. That's what I'm going to stick with. <laughs> <laughs> it blows hours out of the water with the special effects they use. Yes. So would Company. you want them to bring that to Disney World? No. Why? Because I do like our old technology, tried and true, nostalgic pirates with the old animatronics and the smell of the mildew water. <laughs> I don't like that anymore, though. Well, because they're pumping all the other smells in it, but you can still True. smell it. If you yeah, at Disneyland, just... if they took out the first part where you're driving through, like, the cabin with the fireflies. Love that part, though. Love yeah. That too. The blue, oh, the bayou? Yes. I was I mean, say blue bayou, but that's not right. My favorite one that I've been on is definitely, I appreciate Disneyland more than Disney World's. Well, yeah, it's like 10 minutes and you go have two hills. Yeah, because you got to go underneath the... Well, you go, you go up one and down one. Well, you go underneath the berm too, right? There's two hills the to go down and then the big one to go up at the end. Yeah. Yep. And I think Disney said, how else do you get... Once you go down a waterfall, you have to go up a waterfall. I was so mad. My last two trips, haven't seen Red. She's a face character at Disneyland. But... Oh, I got really confused by that. For yeah. I, I, I do <laughs> We hate Red. Why would you want to see her? Ask her. What, I'd want to meet what her. the hell I happened? Mean, <laughs> I mean, in, in real life, there yeah, were. Yeah, I know there were. There was like a, a lot of famous female pirates. Mm -hmm. But it just, I don't know. Yeah, Disney World only has the questionable red dessert. <laughs> I don't even know where to go now. <laughs> uh, I, does anybody have anything else? It's just it's one of my favorite attractions still. It's my favorite ride at Disneyland. We'll go on it like five or six times on a trip. It's definitely it's it's been one of my favorite attractions since I was little. Um I have a huge tattoo that says with the skull and crossbow um the crossbones and says drink up me hearties yo ho. So I, it's always been one of my favorite attractions. I don't like the recent edition of the Red. I don't think anybody really does. It doesn't bother me quite as much as I thought it would, but I just, it, it, it takes something away from it. It, it. it changes the attraction to me. So what are y'all's favorite scene from the ride? That's hard. It is hard. It is um, hard. Well, I can ask this, then, uh, if we're looking at classic or with the updates. Both. Either uh, my, or. Yeah, well, mine doesn't include any of the updates. The very first scene with the um, the ships and the cannonballs with, with Barbosa. Mm -hmm. Adding Barbosa there actually to me added to that instead of taking away. I agree. Uh, and my other favorite scene is the whole town square burning scene with Dirty Foot and Pig Pirate. And... I'm with Tim. My first scene, that first scene when you get into that area. And I remember as a kid, just it just being so much larger than life and something that I would ever expect to be on a ride. 
Like, it, you know, you're in a building, and you, I, I, but as a kid, it, there was such an easy buy in for me. Yeah, there's a pirate ship, there's a full pirate ship in this building, and there's, there's cannons going that? off. Exactly. It was just mind blowing to me. And then, of course, that first scene, you know, don't be Carl, don't be chicken, don't tell uh, them. I mean, it's just, it's Carlos. such a quotable, quotable attraction. It, it, in Disneyland, though, it's when you're, I think it's towards the end, when you're kind of in the ship that's falling apart around you. Yeah, it's, it's the last scene, I think, and where they're that, fighting. <laughs> yes, and that, to me, was beautiful. Animatronics-wise, I think my favorite anime, animatronic, though, has to be the new Jack Sparrow at the end. Yeah, the Johnny Because I was, when I first saw that, that was, like, one of the first, like, high-level animatronics that I saw that, that was that articulate, that almost looked like a person moving. Kate, do you have any special spots or areas? At Disneyland, I like where you go down the little, you go down the big hill and then the little hill and you end up at that room with like the huge bed with the skeleton on it and all the jewels mm-hmm. and all that. And I think on the other side is the skeleton drinking alcohol and it's like, it's all digital and it's like, you can see it going down him and the fire room, of course. Fair enough. And I mean, a lot of these scenes made it into the movies, which is kind oh, of Oh, and cool the too. puppy, the puppy too. The Keith. puppy with the kid, the classic scene with the jail cell. Yes. Which also made it into the movies, which is kind of cool. Yes, most definitely. And in one of the movies, they actually have, in a cut scene, they have the music from the, the ride. Mm-hmm. I forgot which one it was, but the screen goes black and you hear Dead the attraction. Dead hotels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tell us what your favorite... Pirates of the Caribbean scene is in our Facebook group. Make sure you answer the poll. It's going up. And now, Tim, you have a recipe this week. Take it away. This week, we're going to Jico at Animal Kingdom Lodge. And it's for their maize and sweet potato tamales. Ooh. So this serves eight. So to make the maize for the tamales, you need nine ounces of maize or masa flour, three cups of whole milk, 16 ounces of water, one cup of cheese mix. You can use any kind of uh, shredded cheese mix you want. Probably the best for this one would be like the Mexican cheese or the Italian oh, cheese yes. blend. One, What's Mexican cheese? It's a blend of, I think it's um, pepper jack, uh, the wasaka cheese, and cheddar sometimes is in it. And so you use for tacos. It's your favorite cheese. Okay. Yeah. The Owaka yeah. cheese? Sounds it. I know we're pronouncing that wrong, but... It, 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 it's Okaka. Oxkaka? Whatever she calls it. Oxkaka. <laughs> a quarter cup of whole butter. An eighth cup of white truffle oil. Ooh! ooh. <laughs> kosher salt and black pepper to salt to taste. So bring the liquids to boil in a stainless steel saucepan. Add the maize and mix well. Add the cheese, and mix, add the butter, and mix. Season with kosher salt and the black pepper. Add the truffle oil and fold into the mix. Blend the entire mix in a bar blender until smooth. Pour into a small pan and let the mix chill. When the mix has chilled, cut the maize into one by two inch squares. So for the sweet potatoes, 
Need a half a pound of peeled sweet potatoes, drizzle with white truffle oil, salt and pepper to taste. Boil the sweet potatoes until soft and then drain the water out. Mash the potatoes with a whisk and fold in the white truffle oil and adjust the seasoning with salt and pepper. Now to combine, you need one each recipe of maize and sweet potatoes, 16 corn husks shaped like a boat tied at both ends, one cup of crumbled goat cheese, mm. and a half mm. cup of herb butter, which is just butter mixed with chopped herbs. We get it. <laughs> oh, I was just explaining something. I love herb butter. butter. Yeah, so I, I make it at home all the time. I don't make what it nearly in the position. What herbs do you usually use in it? I'm sorry. Parsley. Parsley. <laughs> or I'll do rosemary. Garlic. You're going to be careful with garlic, though, because you had to cook it a little bit first before you put it in there. Yeah, you don't want to eat raw garlic like that in your butter. Yeah. I don't cook it. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, if I do, like, if I. Do it's garlic for, like, steak. Parsley or something, I use garlic powder, but. It's what? What did you just say, Kate? It's for, like, on top of steak. No, that. I'll try well, cooking they... it next time. <laughs> try sweating the garlic a little bit. It tastes better. Because it makes it sweeter, doesn't it? Yeah. It takes raw the garlic, bite out of that garlic. Yeah, raw garlic is. I mean, it's, I like to just munch a little piece of raw garlic, but who wants to just have that raw garlic on their steak? It's overpowered. I was just going to say. I get my garlic from a jar, so. <laughs> oh my god. Are you serious? <laughs> It's already cut up. Oh my God, I can't with you right now. I can't. <laughs> Tim would reach through this tea, this so call and like bitch. I have a garlic press. I just haven't used it in a long time because I'm lazy. I quit. I quit. <laughs> I quit again. I quit again. I'm just. I thought you, no, you used to fire her. <laughs> no, I'm just quitting. <laughs> so you take the little corn husk boats and lay them out in the kitchen table. Lay one piece of maize in the center of the corn husk. Place a small amount of the herb butter right on top of the maize. Place a large dinner spoonful of the truffled and sweet potatoes on top of the butter. Sprinkle the crumbled goat cheese on top of the sweet potatoes. Place the tamales in a cookie sheet tray. Why would you just start with put them on a cookie tray? You don't have to put them on a cookie tray, but to start with them on a cookie tray, you don't have to move them. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't read this recipe before. I, I pulled a cake. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> At least you don't put more garlic on your steak. <laughs> <laughs> degrees. Warm up the tamales until they are hot in the center and the goat cheese has become golden brown. Remove from the oven and serve immediately. Hey, Marsh so. loved that butter, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So check us out on our Facebook group. Please give us a rate and a review on iTunes. I will check out y'all later. Y'all have a good night. Good night.